Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and along with the Church of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, we welcome you to this edition of Shi'ar Jeshub. Today, Pastor Greg Scalzo will be starting the next sermon in his Through the Bible series on Heavenly Authority. You can find information about our church at shiarjeshub.org, and you can view our weekly Sunday message on the Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle YouTube channel. Here's Pastor Greg. In the Heavenly Authority series, last time uh, we saw Jesus, we saw him as God the Son, glorified, having all authority in heaven and on earth, the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, judge of the living and the dead, the Almighty, the All-Powerful One. And then we saw that the great authority he has, how he takes of that authority and he bestows some of that authority upon his disciples, those who believe in him, those who follow him. Uh, remember we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, in verse 2, how Paul writes, Do you not know that the saints, the saints will judge the world? And if the world will be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Do you not know that we shall judge angels? How much more things that pertain to this life? What a great position saints, believers in Jesus Christ, those that believe and those that follow are in. And obviously that's speaking about the future, the judgment. In Luke chapter 22, verse 29, he tells uh, his immediate disciples, he says, I bestow upon you a kingdom just as my father bestowed one upon me. He bestowed upon the apostles and he bestowed, he bestowed upon the early church a kingdom, and he bestows a kingdom upon the church today. Remember, we talked about the king came, the kingdom comes, the kingdom will come in power and great glory. We're part of that kingdom. He bestows upon us a kingdom. And then we read in Luke uh, chapter 10, at verse 17, when he was speaking to the 70, the 70 he sent out, it says in verse 17, Then the seventy returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. The demons are subject to us. Even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Don't get puffed up by it. And we're going to speak about that in a moment. Don't be puffed up by it. Don't say, look at, look at the power, the authority we have, the demons are subject to us. Reju if you're going to rejoice and uh, be joyous, be joyous that your names are written in heaven, that you're saved. We're just sharing in the authority that Jesus has. He bestows upon us a kingdom. He sees Satan fall like lightning from heaven. 
he rejoices after this Jesus because this is the start of the crumbling of the other kingdom, the kingdom of darkness. The kingdom of Satan begins to crumble as the kingdom of light comes in, as subjects are made, and now through those subjects, his work is magnified, right? The demons are subject to us, they say. And he says, behold, I give you authority to trample, to step on serpents and scorpions. And obviously, he's speaking about spiritual serpents and scorpions, right? The physical ones are a type of what's going on in the spiritual, the demons, the forces of darkness. Scorpions are very powerful creatures. Their sting can kill very quickly. Serpents, their bite. They're dangerous to man. The demons are dangerous to mankind. But you have authority. I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. It's made clear there. We're speaking about Satan, demonic activity, the kingdom of darkness versus the kingdom of light. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Powerful promise from Jesus to the 70 and really to all his disciples. And then one scripture, that's where we left off last time. Then one scripture that um, we did not read, but that ties into this, what Paul wrote to the church at Rome in Romans chapter 16 and verse 19, starting at verse 19. Romans 16, 19, for your obedience has become known to all. Therefore, I am glad on your behalf, but I want you to be wise in what is good. Be wise in what is good and simple concerning evil. Don't be involved. Don't be knowledgeable about evil. Don't desire to know the evil of this world. And then verse 20. And the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. The God of peace, the God of shalom, will crush Satan under your feet shortly. Under the feet of the church. Under the feet of the believers. We are the feet of Jesus Christ. And he gives us authority to trample on scorpions and serpents. And really the work of the enemy can be defeated you know, I was speaking to someone last week how sometimes you see the demonic activity seems so much greater than us, so much larger than us. They're strong, right? The demonic activity, the devil, is way stronger than us. But the Bible says he's not strong enough. We're seated in heavenly realms, right? The Bible says in Christ Jesus, if we come out of our human perspective and we go up in heavenly realms and we look down from Christ's perspective, these demonic activities, these demons, the angels of Satan are very, very small, and they can be trampled on and crushed under the feet of believers. What authority. What powerful promises. And haven't we spent many, many weeks looking at uh, authority, the different gifts, the different offices, the different workings uh, in the church that God is gracious to give to believers by the Holy Spirit. We studied all the different offices for many, many months, right? Uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 7, But to each one of us grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts 
to men. And down at verse 11, and he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Great authority that Jesus shares. We talked about the different offices, the different gifts of teaching and healing and helping of tongues, the discernment of spirits, interpretation of tongues, right? The offices of administrations, um, evangelists, obviously first apostles and prophets, all working together under the anointing of the Holy Spirit for the kingdom of light to go forward. Great authority in this world. But in all this, there's something that is important to reiterate. What our attitude should be, the caution when we speak about the authority that Jesus gives to his servants, we need to also mention the caution because too many times in the history of the church, too many have fallen just at that point when God desired them to stand as a sign and as a pillar for his kingdom. And it's because of this wrong attitude that comes in and to discuss this attitude, if we can look in Luke chapter 14. Luke chapter 14. I'll start reading at verse 1. We're going to focus on verse 7 and forward. Now it happened as he went into the house of one of the rulers of the Pharisees. So Jesus is going into the house of a ruler of the Pharisees. And the Pharisees, remember, had all the right belief systems. They were not like the Sadducees. They believed in the full word of God. They believed in the resurrection. They believed there were angels. They were demons. They were not like the Sadducees. Paul was a Pharisee. They were zealous for the law. They taught the law. They taught the prophets. But they fell into the religion trap. The trap of wanting to hear father, father, rabbi, rabbi. And they got so caught up in their religious system that they began to add to, by their traditions, to the word of God. Adding to it with minutiae that would then drown out the word of God. And here you have the example, you know from all your studies of the scriptures, how many times this question of healing on the Sabbath came up. Who gave the Sabbath? God gave the Sabbath. He gave it to Moses, part of the law, right? It was a time to stop from your customary work, to rest, to give your body rest, to worship God, to focus on the Lord. So there were rules that they had. You know, what can I do on the Sabbath? The people try to push the envelope, and so then the Pharisees come in and they have rules. Well, you can walk so far, but no further. And you see how the spirit of the law starts to get manipulated by these traditions of the law. You can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do the other thing. And the, the purity of it disappears by the religion until the religion so clouds the mind that they forget that God who gave the Sabbath part of the Red Sea, God who gave the Sabbath brought the plagues upon Egypt and led them out miraculously. He is the God that healeth thee, Jehovah Jireh, right? So if one professing the name of the Lord, preaching the word of the Lord, heals on the Sabbath, this is a good thing. 
It's the work of God. Clearly, it's the work of God, right? He's not, quote, unquote, working. God is working. God's allowed to do whatever he wants to do, right? He's not working out of fear for provision. He's worshiping God and letting God do the work of healing. A matter of fact, the person that's healed finally gets a Sabbath, right? When you're sick, you don't really enjoy Sabbath rest, do you? Because every day you're on the bondage. Whether it's one of the work days or whether it's a Sabbath day, you're working just to breathe, you're working just to walk, right? And now if you're healed on the Sabbath, you can rest. God has made your body right again. But that logic escapes the Pharisees because they're so caught up in the cloud and the shroud of darkness they placed over their good intentions because of some wrong attitudes in their hearts. On shiarjeshub.org, you will find information about our church, as well as a library of Bible radio and video programs to help strengthen your Christian life and witness. The live streams on YouTube begin at 10.30 a.m. and remain posted up on YouTube, as well as rumble.com and on the church website. Also, it is critical that ministries that preach God's Word be supported in these perilous times. And on our website, we have a secure page where you can make your donation to Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle. And thank you in advance for whatever the Lord would lead you to give. That website again is shiarjeshub.org, and you can check Isaiah 7, verse 3 for the spelling.